This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling It's morning time. I woke up. You woke up. And most importantly, our God was already there. We are so blessed. This is Monday morning, 1130 a.m. And you're listening to Wave 94, 94.1. Escape. Oh, wow. Great word. Escape to heaven. Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. And we want to let you know that God has you on his mind. Matter of fact, he never stops thinking about you and I. That's the kind of God that we serve. Amen. And um, today we're going to talk about living on earth, but heavenly bound. Oh, you know, earth has all the challenges that we're all going through. You know, yesterday at work, um, some of the workers tested positive for COVID. But remember, I'm a remnant person and uh, I ran and got tested, but I'm negative. And that's what we're talking about. Living on earth in the middle of Egypt, but yet your address is Goshen. That means heavenly bounded. God has given protection and rest uh, for the just. If you look over in Isaiah 26 chapter, starting from verse 1, you know, says how we have a strong city. God will appoint <laughs> salvation. So salvation is not automatic. God appoints salvation. Open the gates that the righteous nation, which keeps the truth, may enter in. See, so we uh, that are the remnant, remnant being the righteous, the obedient, uh, those that know the way and choose to walk therein. OK, that's your remnant right there of the woman's seed. Uh, God has proclaimed salvation. He's appointed it. He opened the gates so that you can walk in because why you keep the truth. Amen. And, and you'll keep God. Well, actually God will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord because why you are trusting in the Lord. So trust in the Lord forever. Okay. For in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength. Amen. For he brings down those who dwell on high, the lofty city. He lays it low. He lays it low to the ground. He brings it down to the dust. The foot shall tread it down, the feet of the poor and the steps of the needy. The way of the just is uprightness, almost upright. You weigh the path of the just. Yes, 
in the way of your judgments. O Lord, we have waited for you. The desire of our soul is for your name and for the remembrance of you. With my soul, so we have to desire God intensely. With my soul, I have desired you in the night. Yes, by my spirit within me, I will seek you early. Amen. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. So in order for the heathen, the sinner, the unrighteous, the lost, bewildered, confused, bewitched, drugged, uh, addicted, uh, sinful, pornography, in order for all of that to learn righteousness, amen, the righteous, the just have to be upright, amen. And so we can also uh, look at Isaiah 29th chapter, and that would be verse 22. I'm in my Bible. I you hear the pages turning. I hope you have yours. So Isaiah 29, 22, it says, Therefore, thus says the Lord who redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob. Jacob shall not now be ashamed, nor shall his face grow pale. But when he sees his children, the work of my hands is in his midst. They will honor my name and honor, hollow the Holy One of Jacob and fear the God of Israel. Amen. Those also who erred in spirit will come to understanding and those who complain or who grumbles about God's way will learn doctrine and discipline. That's what that means. So the redeemed have promises from the Lord as we're looking through Isaiah. Isaiah, the 30th chapter, 15 verse says, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest, you shall be saved, and quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Amen? But if you don't do that, then you cannot receive that rest and that quietness and confidence. You must return. Amen to the Lord. Isaiah, the 30th chapter, uh, verse number 18. It says, therefore, the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you. He will be exalted <clears throat> that he may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for the Lord. Amen. For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. And once you're in Zion, and that could be spiritually or actually, but meaning once you're in that place, you know, somewhere I remember Psalms 91 that uh, I got to want to turn to it. Look at me. I'm interrupting everything. <laughs> Sorry about that. But Psalms 91, it says how if we would be under the shadow. Let me just read that right quick. He who dwells, so that's Zion, in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler, from the perilous pestilence. 
He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth, God's truth, shall be your shield and buckler. You will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrows that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, like I experienced yesterday. Ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. And see, this is when you have made the Lord, who is your refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, no shall any plague come near your dwelling. For God himself will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Saints of God, what a God we serve. Amen. I just had to run over there as I was reading uh, Isaiah 30, uh, 18 to the 21. Okay, let me get back on track. So Zion is like what we read in Psalms 91. You shall weep no more. God will be very gracious to you at the sound of your cry. When he hears it, he will answer you. You don't have to worry about, does God hear me? If you have entered into Zion at Jerusalem spiritually, meaning that you're actually uh, in Psalms 91, dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, then you have assurance that He hears your prayers and He's answering them. And though the Lord gives you the bread, of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teachers will not be moved into a corner anymore, but your eyes shall see your teachers. What does that mean? That means before God afflicted you, you wouldn't even look at, you wouldn't even try to understand what people, teachers, mentors, pastors, that God has assigned to your life or trying to tell you, you wouldn't hear them. Matter of fact, they're tossed away from your eyesight. But once you've gone through the affliction and the adversity and you've run back to the Lord, now you can see your teacher. And the word of God says, verse 21, Isaiah 30, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And whenever you try to turn to the right or the left hand, you will hear that voice saying, no, 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 this is the way. Walk in it. That's the activation of the Holy Spirit operating in you. Amen. So you will also, uh, you, you won't even want to be around idolatry. You know, the images of silver and gold, you'll throw them away. And you'll tell them, get away from me. And then the Lord himself will bless you. Amen. He'll give rain for your seed. So when you sow something, it, it prospers. Amen. So this is what we want. We want the Lord, verse number 26. I'm still in Isaiah 30. The light of the moon will be as the light of the sun. And the light of the sun will be sevenfold as the light of seven days. 
in the day that the Lord binds up the bruise of his people and heals the stroke of their wound. Amen. Oh, what a mighty God. I'm getting excited reading what God has planned for the redeemed. For those of us that are living on earth, but heaven bound, I'm, I'm want to change where I am and like I did before and go look at Isaiah, the 60th chapter. Let me see what's there. Right. Okay. This would be good. If we look at Isaiah 60th chapter, it tells how when you come back to the Lord, how he does so much for you. Okay. Um, like you were forsaken and hate it, but then God will make you an eternal excellence, a joy of many generations. God said you'll drink the milk of the Gentiles, those that would not be obedient, or are from pagan nations where they simply do not even have knowledge yet of the one God. They're worshiping idols. And that you will know that I, the Lord, am your Savior, and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. So God say, instead of me giving you bronze, I will bring gold. Instead of iron, I will bring silver. Instead of wood, bronze. Instead of stones, iron. I will also make your officers peace, your magistrates righteousness. Violence shall no longer be heard. In your land, they're talking about anti-crime. Well, we have to seek the father. He has the ability to change all. Isaiah 60 chapter verse number 18 says, neither wasting nor destructions within your borders, but you shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. Amen. Oh, Lord. This is so good. The sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you, but the Lord will be to you an everlasting light, your God, your glory. Your people shall all be righteous. They shall inherit the land forever. A little one shall become a thousand, a small one, a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it. In its time. So we still have to be regulated to time and season. We're talking about how God provides for the redeemed. Isaiah 33, verse number five, it says, The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high, and he has filled Zion, we talked about Zion before, with justice and righteousness, wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. I want to talk about wisdom because the righteous actually receives wisdom. Okay. We're going to go to Job soon and look at wisdom. Isaiah 35 verse number eight. It talks about, a highway will be 
in Zion, a highway, a spiritual highway is uh, set before us. All of us that say we uh, give our lives to Jesus and we confess our sins and we receive him as our Lord and Savior, we have to make a decision. What path are we going to walk on daily? And Isaiah 35th chapter tells us about a highway and it will be a road there and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whosoever walks this road, even if they're a fool, they shall not go astray. No lion will be there. No ravenous beast will be there. But the redeemed, hello somebody, shall walk there. And the ransom, that means the redeemed of the Lord, that he paid for, shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their hearts. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee. I really think it's important that we that believe in Jesus and have accepted him as our Lord and Savior, and we know that there's only one way to get to God. I think we should be committed to it. And walk therein. Because the benefits of not having any sorrow. You know, think of that. No more sorrow and sighing. That shall flee away from you. Job was a great man. Uh, back in, it's in the Bible where it talks about the sons of God coming before the Lord. And um, Satan was also there, the accuser. And in their conversation, the Lord, God, and the accuser, they discussed Job. So Job went through a lot. He lost all of his children, his riches, even his health. So Job 28th chapter, we're talking about wisdom, starting at verse 12. And the conversation is, where is wisdom? Because as saints of God living on earth, but heavenly bound, we're going to have to walk in the spirit of wisdom. But where is wisdom? Where can wisdom be found? Where is the place of understanding? Man does not know the value of wisdom, nor is it found in the land of the living. I want to stop there. Wisdom is not found in the land of the living. That brings me to Romans when I say those words, the eighth chapter. And let me run there and see why did my, why am I directed when I read that to go to Romans eight chapter? And it talks about, hmm, let me go there, about in order for Christ to live, that we have to be, I think, dead. So perhaps that's why Wisdom is not found in the land of the living, okay? And uh, here it is, the eighth chapter. So, right here, starting at the ninth verse, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, then you don't belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. 
but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Now, I'm going to go back to Job 28th chapter where it says, Man does not know the value of wisdom, nor is it found in the land of the living. And it can't be because if Christ is not in you, you're, you're really dead anyway because of sin. So sin and wisdom do not coexist. If you're moving in sin, in the flesh, wisdom is not a part of your life. The deep says, it is not in me. And the sea says, well, it's not with me. It cannot be purchased for gold, silver. It cannot be valued in the gold of fear or onyx or sapphire or crystal. Wisdom cannot be exchanged for jewelry, a fine gold or coral or quartz. For the price of wisdom is above rubies. So verse 20 says, from where then does come wisdom? And where is the place of understanding? It's hidden from the eyes of all living and concealed from the birds of the air. <laughs> wow. Destruction and death says, well, we heard about it without ears. But again, destruction and death do not have wisdom. God understands its ways and knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth and sees under the whole heavens to establish a weight for the wind and to apportion the waters by measure. This is the great God. He made a law for the rain and a path for the thunderbolt. But then he saw wisdom and declared it. He prepared it. Indeed, God searched wisdom out. And to men, God said, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil, that is understanding. In the hour, these last days that it seems like last days anyway, that we're living in, seem like we're fulfilling so much of what Daniel talked about and what John the Revelator talked about. And when Jesus was here, uh, he spoke about it in Matthew 24. And, you know, he was talking about the last days uh, over there in Matthew 24. Verse number six, he said, we'll hear about wars and rumors of wars. And he says, see that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. And then nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, famines, pestilence, earthquakes. He's saying, okay, that's just the beginning of sorrows. But there is coming a time, saints of God, where we will be persecuted. That's coming. And I think before I even get into all of that, um, because even Jesus talks about in Matthew 24 about they'll deliver us up for tribulation. They'll kill us. We'll be hated by all nations for Jesus' sake. People that we love will betray us. Many false prophets will rise up. And because of lawlessness, the love of many will grow cold. People will not have love anymore. He who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom of God will be preached in all the worlds 
And you're hearing me today because I'm talking about the gospel that Jesus was talking about. That you can be saved, that God has made a plan, that he brought himself down. He released himself back to this earth in the form of flesh, Jesus. And we know that was the word. The word was made flesh. And he came not to condemn us. He came to uh, find the things that was lost, to recover that. And um, came to give us life more abundantly. Came to reinstate us. That that was lost. That that was lost with Adam and Eve. He, he came that we may have that power and authority and the opportunity, the duty, the responsibility to represent the creator here on earth. That's why Jesus came. Huh? So Jesus spoke about the kingdom of heaven. And that's what I'm going to tell you about. Because if we're living on earth, heavenly bound, then we already know that our kingdom is not of this world. So Jesus spoke. He said, the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lambs and went out to meet the bridegroom. Uh-oh. Five of them were wise. I told you. Wisdom. Oh, my God. And five were foolish. <laughs> Those who were foolish took their lamp, but they didn't put any all in it. That means they received the anointing and the fire and the power of the Holy Ghost, but they didn't live a life that kept it activated, that kept it burning, that kept the Holy Spirit refurbishing and replenishing. They didn't live that kind of lifestyle, carnal lifestyle, a lifestyle of flesh. And we have already learned that sin and wisdom cannot coexist. So their lamp had no all. But the wise <laughs> took all in their vessels with their lamps. So while the bridegroom was delayed in preparation to come pick up his church, his bride, Everybody was sleeping. They all slumbered and slept. At midnight, a cry came. And why, why is midnight important? Because midnight, everything is kind of closed now. The stores are closed. Churches are closed. That means that at an hour where it is the least opportune time to reconnect with the Father, to repent and be filled with the Holy Spirit at the least opportune time, a cry will be heard. And it said, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. We hear that now. Jesus is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose up and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your all, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answer saying, no, lest there would not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, meaning while they went to repent, while they went to confess, 
while they went to pray, while they went to fast, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready, meaning they were wise, living on earth, we must be what? Wise. While they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with the bridegroom to the wedding. And the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. And that's, that's, that's it. So if you do not have wisdom, there's an implication. Holy Spirit is not activated and operating in you. Sinfulness is abiding there. And we must today understand what is the status of my lamp? Does my lamp have all? We are the woman's seed and we're living on earth. And there is a remnant that is not succumbing to the things of the world, but living heavenly bound. Even in the word of God, I believe Matthew 6, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. See why? Because that's wisdom. I think it's right here. 33rd verse. Yeah. But seek first the kingdom of God. And what does that mean? Do not worry about worldly stuff. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek those that don't have the spirit of God within them. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow shall worry about its own self. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. You have been listening to Escape to Heaven because you can. And this is Servant Marcia, and I'm going to pray for those that have lost their way, backsliders, uh, those that have not yet received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And I'm going to pray right now. God, I ask you, the Holy Father, first of all, we thank you for this wonderful morning. And we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to seek your face and to reside in Zion, Lord God, and, and to just be under your wings and, and be under your refuge. And you're our shield and you're our butler and you're our grace and our truth and our mercy. And I ask you, Lord, today to release the Holy Spirit, God. Fill us up that have lost our all. Give us all those that have never had all. Give us lamps, Lord. Be vessels. Let us be vessels of honor. And we come to you, God, seeking what we need, knowing, God, that you hear us and you answer us, Lord God. And fill us, Lord, with your great mercy. Fill us with your Holy Spirit that we can operate as the light of this world to bring the lost to you. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Be blessed, Radio Land. It's been a plum please and pleasure to be with you today. And may the Lord bless and keep you. Our first day in, in this new year, 2022. Blessings upon you. God bless you. Bye-bye.
Just wanna walk those streets of gold 